Welcome back to Absolute Comics. My name is Benny. That is Sal. And Sal, it's the first official episode of Absolute Comics in 2024. True. Today's episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, Gamer Subs. They sell waifu shirts, waifu cups, and great drinks that you can be drinking. Right now, they've got the Jujutsu, God dang it, Jujutsu Kaizen uh, drink that they came out with, which is really good. It's their newest one. You can get uh, shaker cups with the Jujutsu characters on it. Aha! I said it right the, the second two times. Dad, give me a thumbs up in the background. Um, and you can also go to our sponsor, us. We created it. This hot sauce is, this is the first flavor we have. And once this sells out, we'll be doing this one again with a much hotter flavor. It's great to put on things like pulled pork, put it on your turkey sandwich. It's a more of a spreadable hot sauce as opposed to just like dab, dab, dab kind of thing. Mm. So, all right. Those are our two sponsors of the day. Sal and I were talking off the air about, we got a few topics here. We're going to go through them. And Sal, did, I got to ask, did you read Green Lantern? Okay, cool. We're going to talk about Green Lantern today. We're going to talk about, I guess, hype on Ultimate Spider-Man because we don't got much to talk about with that because it's not out yet officially. Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, the, the book. Oh, yeah. my God. It comes out tomorrow. Yes. Did you forget? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I loved your facial reaction on that. Oh, oh my God. It comes out tomorrow. <laughs> it's like cartoon, movie, video game. What? What's happening? Oh, the actual comic book from Jonathan yeah. Hickman. Yes. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit. And uh, I haven't read many comics for the last week. I'm not going to lie. It was the last week of my vacation. And I decided not to read any manga or comics. It's not. And Sal, you can probably vouch. It's not that reading comics or manga or watching stuff for work is work. I enjoy doing it. But when you're reading it, even if it's even if it's your personal read, your brain still kind of thinks about how it would translate to work. Oh, yeah. I can't break away from it. So for the last week, I've been waking up and playing Street Fighter. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I mean, so honestly, I, I mean, not not that uh, reading Green Lantern was work, but I, I, I rarely sit down and go like, I got to read these comic books. Like, it's really rare that, that happens nowadays and uh yeah. so I, I did but it, 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 it was it was a pleasure thankfully but it wasn't um you know wasn't the same thing as like recreation yeah so we'll talk about that next but i want to continue the conversation we were having off the air before this yes. started yes um and for those who are wondering last week was an was a return of weekly poll it might be another year but it'll come back again <laughs> one day <laughs> one day <laughs> this is the absolute comics 2024 that's right. We were talking about Deadpool 2, and we were talking about what ruined it. What ruined Deadpool 2? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's being very, you know, clickbaity. but I should say, you know, Deadpool 2 was fun. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as Deadpool 1. Well, I think it's less to do with the kid actor that you said you didn't like. Yes, he's I awful. Or because Deadpool 1 was a novelty. Hmm. Came out of nowhere. It wasn't supposed to exist. Right. And Ryan Reynolds was great in the role, and you didn't think he was going to be. No, Deadpool two was like okay, he's just doing it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's why it wasn't as good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Okay. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Deadpool three will be amazing, and two will just suck. And if that's the case, then you know, it was the kid. Uh <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, because there's a lot of things that I liked about Deadpool two. Uh, you know, I liked the uh, you know, the costume changes, the um, the cable inclusion, um, the the time travel story. You know, there's a lot that I like, and the heart, like the moral of it. It's just that if Julian Dennison wasn't the the, the second lead, I think it would have been a stronger picture because yeah. I think Dennison sucks. But like otherwise, I think it's a I think it's a pretty fun movie. But I still like Deadpool one, and I think part of it is like Deadpool one, like you said, how it's like a novelty. It certainly was in the scope of the X Men franchise, you know, because we had, the superhero we, movies in general. 
That's true. It's no very, one, it was, a, no one it was ever not an MCU movie. Right. Yeah. It was not an MCU movie. And it wasn't like Boys where it was the anti-MCU movie. Yes. It was just, what if we let you have an R rating and do Deadpool right? What is it going to look like? Exactly. That's what that was. It was a novel. Yeah. We never saw a top-tier superhero. I'm calling Deadpool top-tier. Yeah. Uh, top-tier A-list superhero get a movie like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it was a fun movie. Um, and very much like counterculture to like the X-Men franchise and the MCU. It was a completely different thing. But it also seemed familiar and had the similar ideas. You know, you can't say Deadpool one or two is devoid of like meaning and themes and you know it, that it that it is just some you know excuse for ryan reynolds to make like a vanity project or or even like a gore fest like you know it's hard r what are they going to do with it no it's just it's just get letting the character be and yeah. giving him a conservative enough budget where it didn't get out of control you yeah. know, the movie could be what it is make its money and more and entertain that's all i ask for from these from these guys yeah so all right, that's just we wanted. I wanted to kind of put that on the film because I know a lot of people like to bring up older movies, and I was like, well, we're yeah. literally talking about one. It might as well be in the podcast, right? We're talking about Deadpool too, yeah. Um, but let's talk about Green Lantern. You finally read it, so I'm going to spoil one through six just to kind of. We're this is open ground now. Seven yes. dropped today, so it did I didn't get a chance to read it? But I, 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 I did read I one through six. Tomorrow's when I kick off actually reading comics again. So. Mm. I got a new uh, Microsoft Surface to try and learn digital art because I've been doing all nice. this sketching for like. So I was like, let me go digital. Let me go digital. And That's I got great. it. And I'm like, what is happening? What is this? My <laughs> arm is broken. So I got to like learn digital art from scratch, I guess. Right on. Yeah. So, uh, that's what I was doing this morning. And then <laughs> reading Green Lantern. Uh, well, okay. So what is your take? Because you're not a big Green Lantern fan, right? You like the franchise. You like yeah. them overall, but you're not going to read everything. I do not. I'm not a regular Green Lantern reader. And it was and who is your favorite Green Lantern? Up. Is it John Stewart from the cartoon? I, I do love him in the cartoon, but I find that he's lacking in the comic books as comparison. Like, I think that they try, you know, because John Stewart, you know, like him or leave him, is one of the most recognizable Green Lanterns because of that cartoon. Like, yes. most people know of Green Lantern as John Stewart because of the cartoon. And it's just the nature of the beast. It's how multimedia works. I think I'm partial. I mean... I want to say as a nineties kid that Kyle Rayner is my favorite green lantern. But the fact is like, I don't really have a favorite green lantern. Like there's no green lantern where I was like, that's my green lantern. Theoretically speaking, Kyle may have been the one I read the most when it was actually coming out. But even then I was like, eh. like I, right. There is no green lantern for me that I like really, really root for. Kyle's been basically crapped on for the last like seven years. Like yeah, New John showed up. gave him his own direction and he did a cool thing with the white lantern. And then he just. Yeah. That... Oh, but my, my point about John is just like in the comics, they're trying, like they have tried since, since DC recognized, Oh my God, everyone loves, or at least knows John. Yeah. We need to elevate him. The stories have not been fantastic. No, and they, they certainly haven't. Them. Yeah, and they and they have not aped off of the cartoon. Like, what do I like about John? Everything from the cartoon. Do that. And <laughs> part of the problem, I think, and I hate to say this, but I think it has a lot to do with Dwayne McDuffie. Like, I think that, because the reason, I love Static, but I don't love the new Static. That's true. It's, I think it's just Dwayne McDuffie wrote Static and John Stewart, and those are my favorite versions. I could see that, yeah. 
Like, I think it's just Dwayne's effect, which means I need to, at some point, go back and read. I was a little worried where you were going to go with that. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, I think there's a correlation between these two characters that I do not like. No, there's nothing about that. I was like, where are we going with this? Is this, no? did Sal finally snap? (laughs) Yeah, I just lost it. No, I I do. I I genuinely think, because Dwayne McDuffie is like a great character. He's a great writer who, who got the characters, who understands character. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely think it's like, it's just Dwayne's effect that makes me. I could like see that because there's periods where I liked the character when it was being written by a certain person. Like I love Jerry Dugan's Deadpool. Yes. Since Jerry Dugan's Deadpool, I don't feel we've had Deadpool at that level. Deadpool. And just kinda... I, there's tons of people who say the same thing about Joe Kelly's Deadpool. Like there yeah. is a de- my Deadpool is Cullen Bunn's Deadpool. Like I'm a fan of Daniel Wayne and Jerry Dugan. Those are the two I I like. Those are my my Deadpool stories. Yeah. But it's just you know it's different than Rick Remender's Agent Venom versus the people who picked it up afterwards. Like exactly. it, it really wasn't the same anymore. That's right. That's right. And that, that's always yeah. my constant argument with a lot of the fans who are like, no, Batman never ends. Okay, but what's your favorite Batman? Because that one did end. Like even totally. Tom King's run because everyone and like Scott Snyder is probably my favorite Batman run in like yeah. recent years. Yeah. It ended and he acted different in Tom King's run. 100%. That ended, he acted different. And right now, Chip Zdarsky, he has a different way he acts. I hate to tell you, I think my favorite Batman run is Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo's run. And I was super hard on it when it was happening. But in retrospect, easily the best. Oh, look, I know it's more of a recent run. And everyone's like, no, you got to pick a 90s run. You got to pick a... T- no. Scott okay, Snyder's then. run is my favorite Batman. I, yeah. I, I, I will stand by that. That is my favorite Batman portrayal. I think so. I mean, I did. I loved a, Chip. I, I think Chip is coming in a close second, but I stand by my statement. It's all going to come down to what the excuse is for Zernar. Chip beats Tynan for me in yes. a big way. Yes. Well, yeah. Tynan just kept trying to do big things. That was yeah. the problem. And I want to say that Josh is one of, was one of my favorite runs, but it's so short. It's like people even leave it off of lists. So it's yeah. like, does it even count? He's Wasn't doing a lot it, of work. I'm pretty sure it was just one arc. It, I think you're right. I think it was like one one arc. Yeah. I think he had a good tone for it, and you can tell that tone's coming back in Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is his is his Batman arc. Like yeah. that's the run, and and that's you can tell run. like that's what Josh wanted to tell a story with Robin in it. Like he didn't he he was not comfortable in the Batman solo series. He would he would rather tell a story. Well, he about told the story about Robin and gave him a team and put him on Lazarus Island. He did that amazing. Robin book exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no. so he understands Robin. So putting him with Batman's a great combo. Yeah, no, Josh created a Todd McFarlane figure and then left. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I uh, yeah, but but uh, uh, I should I need to say uh, Alan Grant, Norm Bray Fogel. That run is silly and it's a fun like bridge between post crisis and pre crisis. Like, there's Batman will smile, he'll make a joke, but it's not like a self referential subversive joke like Snyder would make Batman tell. Yeah. You know, it's very like it feels kind of Silver Age, um, but uh, but I can't say it's my favorite. I do love seeing a good Norm Fogel Batman though. Uh, but Capullo did the same thing. It basically was like I love Alan Grant Norm Fogel's run, and then yeah. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo were like, and let's do that, but modern. Boom, it's great. Anyway, um, and Arabish, you can pick Batman Universe as your favorite because I think we oh all, Batman Universe. We would all love to see Bendis do a proper Batman line, but I think. Easily. No, Batman Universe is my favorite run of Batman. I I wouldn't put it as my favorite, but I will say it's in my top three because I feel like Batman Universe, the way that Bendis portrayed Batman was between dark and gritty, serious Batman, but like not like brave and the bold, goofy Batman. No, I feel like he got a perfect middle ground of those two portrayals. Completely. All punctuated by Darrington's phenomenal addictive style. I love that run. It is 
it is a, a a crime that it never got a sequel though i'm glad it wasn't like undermined by a lousy sequel i, I mean i i stand by my statement i feel like dc dropped the ball by not having tom king write superman and bendis <sighs> write batman they, they were just on the wrong books that said they at least they did it you know like you got a tom king superman book called up in the sky which is arguably the top five best superman original graphic novels ever made and you have Batman Universe, which is arguably one of the best top yeah. five original graphic novels of Batman in the last 15 years. Which proves the point, though, Sal. Well, I know, but that, doesn't, but that doesn't mean that they'd be great on a, like, 100-issue run. Okay, yeah. You know? It's, it's, Although it's, I would love to see it. It's probably easier to come up with a 6 to 10 issue. I mean, Tom King has proven it with the amount of maxis he's done that are good. Like, I know a lot of people, like, forget Killing, Joke, uh, Killing Time exists, but I loved Killing Time. You know, I never finished Killing Time. I gotta read that. It's so I read good. Like the first four, and I was like, "This is cool." It, I'll wait. And it, it's that that kind of thing reminds me, like Tom King would have been great if he just did a bunch of twelve issue Batman stories instead of trying to do this hundred issue sprawling. Oh, yeah. I I I still occasionally I'll like drop back in because I have become like a big ass Tom King fan, but like I still can't. I can't abide the Batman run. <laughs> like every time I drop, I stand by like, no. the Batman. The Batman runs just literally double the size it needs to be. If it was fifty issues, nice, tight, compact, I think it would have yeah. been. The, everyone's favorite run period I, and but. and certain things that happen you know i know uh tom's very salty about gotham girl never really catching like that was a character that like no one really resonated with nobody liked that character well they ended up killing her work. off in the task force z run oh uh, i mean that's her fate yeah. you know like you you invented a character whose sole purpose is if she uses her power she'll die <laughs> what, what 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 other story ending do you have for that yeah otherwise you've just written supergirl Oh, right. You wrote one of the best Supergirl stories of all time. <laughs> you know, it, it, super, Gotham Girl sucked so that Supergirl could fly. Like, yeah, that is... I was a Gotham Girl, a Gotham came back in Task Force Z and Gotham Girl, and I don't remember if they died or they finally, like, Dude. were out. Like, yeah, were I, I read, like, some of that and was like, pass. I still... Look, you... It, it could, the, the issue with it, and I stand by this, is that it was just sloppily put together. Yeah, it was. Like, because it came together so beautifully, but it just felt like Matt Rosenbaum... It felt, feels almost like he had a six issue. It's the same problem. He had yeah. a six issue run, and DC was like, "Can you make it 12? And he's like, "Yeah, I can make. It. I can double that easy." Because it was Easily. just so all over the place. At the no, beginning. very much. No, it's very all over the place. It just came together so beautifully at the end. Mm. Probably because he had the ending written already. <laughs> yeah, because like the last three issues felt solid. They were on point. The story came together. Everyone was in character. But like nine issues, like there's like a four issue segment in the middle. With like you could just pull it out and you wouldn't even that's know. That's exactly what happened. You yeah. know that's what happened. He wrote six. They were like, can you make it four? He's like, okay. He just pushed the last three to the end <laughs> and then plopped in a little mini arc. Because right like there. they found like an extra group in the middle that just got to remove. That it's like, well, just yeah. remove that story. Like, yeah, just, just cut that. Just skip. Yeah, just tell your readers. Like, you know, skip to from page like, you know, 47 to page 82 and you're yeah. good. <laughs> but uh um, yeah. anyway green lantern you didn't read it for nothing let's talk what do you oh, think yeah, about Hal's lantern. return to traditional because we haven't had how like this oh god since new 52 i mean good. like what about the the grant morrison run he, he wasn't on he wasn't on earth wasn't he? He started no, on he earth was, he started on earth he goes into space the dark stars recruit him he loses oh, the ring yeah. and becomes a dark star Right, right, right. Okay. Right. So, like, and then, and then uh, before that was the DCU where he got the gauntlet and long hair, and everyone thought he was a woman with the artwork. That's bizarre. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, then I can show you that. Yeah, please. Cause I, I don't know what the hell that is. Um, but like, we haven't had this, like, he's just back on Earth, just dealing with Hal Jordan stuff in a long time. 
No. Well, that's fair. Uh, for me, like this is very much like what I expect from a Green Lantern run. It is elevated entirely by the art from Zermanico. Uh, Zermanico's art is great. And you know oh, it, it you love so well. it from uh, his work with uh, Josh Williamson on, um, I want to say Justice League Incarnate, but uh, it might have been Infinite Frontier. It was Infinite Frontier. Uh, but Zermanico's right stuff, so good. Yeah, let's see what Hal uh, did. That was the promo art? <laughs> oh, yeah, DCU. Oops. And then there was... And then this is what he looked like out of it. Oh, no. <laughs> it didn't last long. I would not have done that. <laughs> it did not last long at all. Yeah, there's a good reason for that. That sucks. I mean, like, that looks like what they did with Dr. Fate in the 90s, where they just made him, Fate! And he had, like, a, <laughs> they moved the Ankh logo to his, to his tattoo over his eye, and he's just screaming, and he's got biceps, and just looks like a lunatic. Fate! Fate! And it's like, no one's reading your Could book. Could you no imagine... Uh, who's who's the guy that just started him? Uh, oh, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, can you imagine Pierce Brosnan with the tattoo of his eye? Just like, Fate! Yeah, no, he dies, right? And then he comes back to life, and he's like, okay, now I'm going to kick ass. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you're like a 75-year-old Irishman. There's no way you're going to kick ass. But uh, yeah, I um, so I liked it. I, I'll say this right off the bat. It's easy to follow. It's a lot of fun. The characters are consistent and, and, and entertaining. But uh, I, I don't connect with the Hal. I don't care about his struggle. I'm just not there. You know, like I read it and it was, it's an e I will say this. It's an easy read. The characters are sympathetic and fun. Yep. The art is phenomenal. And the story is easy to follow, but also still engaging. You know, it's like, it's like fun, genuinely like interesting story. It isn't like terribly out there, which I'm not necessarily looking for, you know, but it's also not so simple that it makes it look stupid. It, right. it is a very fun book. It's just that I don't care. Ooh. I just don't care about Green Lantern. Like, I just, I'm not I there see, for him. Because what I liked about it is that they brought back a lot of the old stuff. But they Carol, the, the company, uh, you know, Ferris Air. Uh, but they didn't do a thing where they were just like, Let's ignore everything that happened. No, throw Carol, it all away. Carol's no, got it. nothing to do with him. Ferris here wants nothing to do with him. He's got to fight his way back into that. Sinestro's he here, but Sinestro's in a different place than he was from Dark Christ. Like, it, it makes sense. They moved no. every, And that's what I think I liked about it is they've moved everyone forward. It's yes. okay. We're bringing Hal back to Earth, but only because that's where he naturally came from. He would go back to Earth eventually. Well, there are a lot of Green Lantern, most Green Lantern stories from his like inception to now were on Earth. Yeah, and arguably the most the most beloved are when he was on Earth. Like I'm actually genuinely surprised that Barry appears in this more than Ollie, who also has a great run, and you should read that as well. Yeah, like covering that soon. It's great, but uh, yeah, I I I appreciate it, and I think that if Zermanico didn't draw it, I would immediately dismiss it. I think it is a I I can see. Zermanico puts the book into an ideal circumstance where I can only see the good. And there is no bad. There is no bad. It's not like it's inconsistent or it's derivative right. or the dialogue doesn't work. I will say the only thing I can actually criticize the book for, and the lettering overall is great, but the establishing narration lettering, where it like tells you what the locations are yeah. by using that like classic comic book font, 
sucks. I just don't like it. <laughs> okay. It's just it's what I call the butta boom font because I think the font was called butta boom or something der- derivative like that. But it's just this like very like balloony, cartoony like you know one month ago or like you know Ferris Air, and I'm like this is you don't need that. I, I, and I don't know what the purpose is. Like, are you trying to make me think of old comic books? Yeah. Because I don't want to. I'm enjoying this. Right. Okay. You know, and the lettering overall, like the dialogue balloons, like the placement of the letters, the font choice for, for text is all great. That lettering for me, I'm like, get out of here with that. But over otherwise, I like everything about it. But again, I was just like, not that I was, and it was not a slog. The other thing is I could see myself continuing to read this book. This is an easy book to read. This is the easiest book. This is the easiest book I've ever picked up without wanting to. It doesn't <laughs> you know I mean it, like you would think it would have a huge barrier for entry with the history of the Green Lantern. One hundred percent, and it's not. Everything that I think about, everything I think I know about Green Lantern is there. Yeah, and they right? don't. And then anything they want to add from the old stuff, like say Red Lanterns, Boom. they basically explain it as it's going, so you know what's happening. But even then, like if I know anything about Green Lantern, I probably also know something about the emotional spectrum. I've certainly seen, um, God, I can't remember his name, the Red Lantern cat. Oh, Dexter, yeah. Dexter, thank you. Like I've seen Dexter, so like I know what a Red Lantern is. You know, what I mean? and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm being charitable. My, my point is about the like most uh, one-dimensional, like bottom of the barrel, like last person across the finish line reader of comic books, being like. I think I know about the cat that, that oh, <laughs> oh and, and he heaves blood like the cat does, you know, like yeah. uh, everything that is Green Lantern is there and it like, it fits. It doesn't seem like it's tacked on. No one is like going for nostalgia bait. No one's going for uh, like, let's re- re- replay the hits. It right. is its own story. Which is what that, I thought they were going to yeah. do at first when the Manhunter armor showed up. Yeah, you know, Manhunter oh, armor. See, that's funny. The Manhunter armor. I was like, oh, cool. Manhunters but like used only for this one specific story purpose. And the thing that I appreciate is that like, I know so many stories in comics today with so many writers today who are you know, very aware of themselves. They're very meta about their stories and they're, they're, they're so like beholden to the format and to the, to the, the system of writing that like, they have to follow these tangents. Like you could have done an arc about the, the, the Manhunter armor because the Manhunter armor was brought up. You know, like, yeah. we put this in here, but where did it come from? Who gives a shit where it came from? Not me. All that matters is Hal turns it into a, a ring because it's made by the Guardians. That's enough. That's all I want from it. Now, maybe an arc or two down the line, they could answer that question of, like, where did the armor come from? Yeah, where did why, it, is, why is it here? What, why what is it here? Are there more? You know, that kind of thing. Well, sure. That, I, I like that he's doing that right now. Jeremy Johns is doing not Johns. Is Adams. It Johns? Adams, yeah. Jeremy Adams is doing that thing where it's kind of like he's not planning for a short Green Lantern run. He's obviously planting the seeds for like a 20, 30 issue run. You could do 50 issues and it could I could feel the story of like, okay, like, yes. Like I could see 20 issues from now, Hal and Carol actually having like a genuine friendship and yep. then him sneaking a kiss and her liking it. And that complicating her relationship with the other guy and like, and having the reader go like, Oh no, like I want Hal to be with Carol, but he's right about how he should stay away from her. And this other guy is not a bad person. Yeah. So like, I feel bad for him. Like that's, that's like, the, that's, Paul. Yeah, like yeah, who doesn't love Paul? The greatest <laughs> new character of the, of the last century. 
Paul from another <laughs> universe who will definitely not turn into a bad guy that was actually some kind of a like classic Spider-Man villain in the next arc. <laughs> like when when some of those are wanting over. a Spider-Man joke that has been ongoing for the last like two years in this literally like run. you can't talk about Spider-Man on the internet without some jackass showing up and going Paul though. Uh, <laughs> great, I can't wait for that. But uh, but no, I like the other guy. But like that's a fifty-issue run kind of thing. You yeah. can't fast track that. You could, I could see them shoehorning it, like issue nine, Hal and uh, Carol kiss, and it really screws things up. And then we find out like this guy is actually a manhunter or something. I, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, I I would like that. I, I, one hand, I don't want him to be anything special. On the other hand, I'd like it to be like, yeah, he's just a villain. He just right. turns out he's a villain. It's Kilowog's spirit in the body of a man. So, you know? <laughs> let me go. There's four key points I want to talk about that Please. came up in the run. Okay. Um, how one because these are the three of them are big changes and one's just a fun moment but right one how do you feel about how making a ring out of all that like he Final made me. his new ring to get I'm us back glad. to normal exactly because here's the, the thing and they didn't I mean, even really explain the ring that's part of the whole point of it now i don't even know how this thing works i just made it <laughs> yeah i mean honestly like okay so again my like i i knew about green lantern i read classic green lantern stories from like the silver age when i was a kid but like my the Green Lantern that DC made for me is Kyle. And the conceit of Kyle is everything that came is old and busted. There yeah. are no more Green Lanterns. There's one Green Lantern. And he has a ring and that yellow crap is gone and he can just do whatever he wants, but he's an idiot. And that's that's his limitation. Cool. <laughs> like, and that's basically what we're getting with this. So like I'm very familiar with the with the premise of Green Lantern is alone. He has a ring. The limitations are gone, and he's is he's only limited by his own ineptitude. And I'm like, yes, I'm that is Green Lantern for me. That is what right. DC made for me to be Green Lantern. I'm I'm on board. They're, I'm sure they will reveal that like Ganthet is alive, and he made the and he made the situation the whole time, and like you know, it's like all of that'd be a cool reveal though. Like uh, what we're getting back to the roots, but how and what's going on. Exactly. And... That like, it's all part of, uh, you know, some kind of like in some elaborate plot to get back to the status quo. I can yeah. see that, but, uh, but I, I'm, I'm thrilled with it. And I'm also thrilled with it because like at the end of the day, you know, as a, as a uh, non green lantern reader, if I'm going to read green lantern, he better be dressed like green lantern. He better make shit with his ring. <laughs> and I don't want to hear any nonsense about him not having it on. And don't make the suit CG. <laughs> and please make the CG suit not animated. <laughs> that, but I mean, that was my argument back when the other writer made that run about uh, John Stewart, and his idea was like, "What did the Green Lanterns do without a ring?" I'm like, "That's every indie book. Yeah. How does a regular guy survive without powers?" No, I want to see the guy with powers if I'm reading Green Lantern. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, like, uh, to, to be fair to Thorne in that run, which I admittedly only read some of, uh, I have it, <laughs> and one day I swear I'm going to sit down. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't end terrible. I know. I, like, I know. It does go, I know. And I've said this. It does go in a good direction with him right. becoming this like God of willpower. But maybe it went a little too long. Is that, your, is your it issue. was too much in the beginning of like, John's just retired and living on a farm. Thanos is two farms over making his soup. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I am like, I understand the compulsion to do the reluctant hero is off the reservation and doing his own thing. Like, I get it. Um, but yeah, if you're trying to get people excited, you know, you need to, you, I don't know, you need something else. Like, I bet a pitch would have been like, John's going to go from the bottom to beyond Hal Jordan. And I would have been I like, mean, that's what it, I mean, I, I, the, now that this runs over, that is the pitch. That, that is the pitch, <laughs> right. But you tell me that. Right. 
I'm like, all right, I'll see what Thornton's doing. With yeah, this. yeah. Thornton should have like come out and been like, that, that would have been a good where he's like, guys, when this is over, you will not be, you will not believe how powerful John Stewart can be. Yeah, like, like I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make. I will. By the time we're done, I'm gonna make you be like never want to see Hal again. I'd right. be like, okay, I'm on board. Let's see what's happening. Like, what yeah, is going on yeah. here? Yeah, that's true. But uh, all right, second. I mean, question. The, the book should do that itself. <laughs> yeah. Second question. Yes. How did you feel about Sinestro's return? And they didn't just give him a ring. He yeah. tried to fight for it and it went the, went totally not the right direction. I know. I loved it. It was a great subversion. That That's how you do subversion in its own way. It's fun. Like, you know, Sinestro's like, I will just make all of Earth afraid enough to conjure a Sinestro ring. I mean, like. Which on uh, paper, I'm like, I see why he would think that's going to work. Like, yeah, <laughs> because Hal just conjured one himself. Like, I get it. Uh, so I, I loved that idea. Um, I also loved the switcheroo where it's like, Nope. Red red ring instead. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's cool. All right. Yeah. I know I loved the art when the two like robots are fighting the kaiju and they're just going to as soon as you got to that part, you're like, I know why Benny was like Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, I see what Benny was trying to get me to read. <laughs> yeah, but I do get like I mean, like, I get the idea. Like, you know, I would not have immediately thought, Oh, I'll make him a Gundam, but like the audience for the audience that this is for, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, okay, that's my second question. The third question that I major. Well, first off, because the third question is the ending of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about Barry's ap- appearance? Because I loved it, especially the Good. awkwardness with him and Carol. No, no, I loved it. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> that's that's what I want from big two comics. I want it to feel like a shared universe where characters can bomb in and out and help each other out. Yeah. Or, but and and make it logically work for you know each other. Like Hal had to save washington dc and moscow from two completely like world ending events at the same time he doesn't call superman but it also doesn't make it 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 makes logical sense for him to try to do it himself it doesn't very in hal's personality to do that. yes like we just watched barry help hal solve one problem now we can watch hal solve this problem himself and it's a bigger problem than the one before like that's great it, yeah. it, was, a, it was a brilliant move and zermanico depicting barry was great it looks so good um yeah and, and it makes sense because these are two characters that i never asked to return that are always team up with each other they're jeff johns's favorite effing characters and they should have stayed dead and here they are anyway and yeah. i love seeing them together you know just being like hey we shouldn't be here we completely made all of our replacements irrelevant yay high five <laughs> uh, but now that they are here and they've been here for over a decade or more i appreciate like i'm like yeah no like it's fun but- to see them being friends and, and and see barry and of course jeremy adams was like kicked off the flash so i could see him uh being like all right and here's barry <laughs> i'm not digging the new flash run either the art is just not selling me on the new flash mm. stuff but i think it's i think it's crazy <laughs> it's funny because like what happened here with barry showing up and stuff like that and also what happened with nightwing and tom taylor where you had the titan showing up yeah you're right this is what i like lo- this is what comics can do better than yeah. manga the right. giant shared universe where this entirely different character shows up in the book and it's what i'm loving about dawn of dc because i feel like they're finally hitting that stride again totally. and that's what my complaint about marvel is right now where marvel's kind of doing everything in its own pocket you know mm-hmm. x-men mm-hmm. spider-man over here's moon knight stuff maybe blade will pop up but yeah you know like it's it's weird and that's right. what i like about they're relegating their big team ups to like actual two events yeah and even then the, but the events aren't like aren't aren't wowing me but i really love it when i'm just reading like when miles i'm reading just regular miles morales and oh blade and his daughter happen to be here because it's a fun surprise yeah, and that's I how agree. I felt about Barry showing up in that one. Just like when Wally saved Nightwing in the middle of the end of the Nightwing run, when you're like, "What? Wally's here!" And then Wally's like, "Yeah, man, I could just like 
do all this for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. I think it's great. It, it was a really fun inclusion. It was a good use of the character, and I, I could see that happening more. Um, yeah, I'm hoping Ollie is the next one, though. Oh, yeah, me too. Now That'd that Ollie's great. back. I mean, it made sense in the first six that Ollie was because he wasn't he hadn't been found yet. He wasn't back on the board yet. So you couldn't really Yeah, I was confused. I was like, what so where is Barry in can <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what because Wally is Flash right now in the star of his own book, but like what's Barry doing? Isn't I've been wondering that for a while. Isn't Barry just running through the multiverse at the moment, I think? Right. I thought so, but like after Dark Crisis, I guess like he could be done with that theory <laughs> so yeah all right like there's a whole segment in the wally run where barry takes iris and they just go on a date for like a day and then they just come back in a millisecond they're like he's who knows what he's doing at this point yeah yeah he could be doing everything and yeah. more so the last question i wanted to bring up and i and then i got another comic i want to talk about but today's yeah. gonna be a comic day because these news articles aren't gonna take us long sure. um how do you feel about that cliffhanger? Because that that was when I was like, what is even happening? Now? Oh, I was like, oh, that's sad. I liked the idea of Kilowog being depowered and living on Earth, but I I also appreciate that like there's a mystery about or at least like there's a sad reveal about Kilowog. And I'm like, yeah, all right, that's cool. It's sad. I, I wanted to know more. That was what that 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 cliffhanger I went, oh, I kind of want to know more. Yeah, like what? It's funny that they one two punched us because they got us excited by bringing Razor into proper continuity finally. Yeah, because Razor, if you if you didn't watch the animated series, he's the character that was in the animated series, like Harley Quinn esque, where gotcha. it was made for the show. Everyone yeah. loves him, but we haven't had a, a Green Lantern run where Razor would have made sense to bring in yet. Totally. So here he is now. Yes. Yeah. So that it was like, it. oh, Razor, oh, Kilowog. <laughs> like it was. One of, <laughs> that's how it was for me. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. No, that's that's smart. So. And I know that uh, I know that like that that concern or that issue. Um, we had uh, we had Josh on the other day, Josh Williamson. And he was talking about like uh, somebody asked him like why when when is when is Maya Ducard coming back? And he's like, I love Maya Ducard. I want to see her come back. I want to do something with her. But like you don't want to shoehorn these characters into things like just because you want to use them like or just because right. you want to see them appear like razor you don't want to waste razor you want razor to make sense in the story right. so that like you're excited and you're and you you don't like regret wanting to see them like razor showed up briefly i think during future state but that was the yeah. question of like is any of this in canon like <laughs> yeah you know so that was that was an awkward one all right that's true that's the true. next question i have and it's the next comic i want you to read if you're willing if you have uh -huh. not are you reading skybound's transformers of course. I love Transformers. Okay. The first yeah. arc is ending tomorrow. I know. I know. It's crazy. I can't okay. believe it. It feels like I just read issue two, and now yeah. it's like it's wrapping up. What is your... Okay, I was not an on board with reading this at all, but everyone kept saying read it. Everyone kept it's saying read it. So I read issues one through three back to back. Mm -hmm. I love the story. I love what they're doing. I hate the art. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate the art. Oh, that's incredible. I find the art so cluttered, and it's... yeah too descriptive and there's too much going on with it and it gets it does a job it does a good job yeah. and i understand what he's trying to go for this isn't a quite this isn't me saying that he is doing bad art uh -huh. it's that i don't like what he's doing because i don't feel there's enough depth to what he's drawing and he's trying to be mm -hmm. very machine-like in his art yeah like he's trying to really show you the transformations and the the mechanisms in the ship and i get what he's going for and i really appreciate it yeah. it's just not working for me okay I, I couldn't disagree more. The only <laughs> to read this book is because Daniel Warren Johnson is writing and drawing it. Um, 
his writing is on pole is on. Oh, his writing is amazing. That is, it, it, it's exactly the kind of thing I want from a Transformers story because I rarely do. Like, it's not that I don't like Transformers, but like, you know, it's like okay, well, you know, I saw the show. I mean, you know, I so I watched the show. I've watched a lot of the reboots they've done throughout the generations, yeah. and I love the movie franchise. I'm the guy that always says I don't. They're not the greatest movies ever. I'm not stupid. No, right, they're right. popcorn fodder movie, and I like them for that. I just want explosions 100%. and robots fighting, and that's all I want. That's, yes. That's I fair. mean, if you look at my type of anime, it's giant robots fighting and explosions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what fair. I want. <laughs> I mean, look, th- 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 that's a proven formula. There's enough people to, to agree with you or that's right. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, so I've never gotten into the IDW Transformers because it was one of those deals where it's like it was just so monolithic. There was a lot. Get, yeah. yeah and I when I tried like to get into it, it was just too much. It was like trying to get into One Piece. But unlike One Piece where I'm like, you start at Chapter 1 and you go to 1000. It's yeah. like Transformers is like, all right, start here, but now it's going to branch into here. And now you got to watch this over here. And over here's where Megatron goes back. So you got to read that as well. Dude, yeah. Like, uh, people want me to read and, and talk about the IDW Transformers series. And I'm like, like, when, like is there a easy to follow no. like, graphic novel collection of them? No, because, like, I've tried. That's why I would do it. Like, yeah, okay. There, there is technically what you're okay. looking for. Hold on. I'll show you because I, I do know of it. <laughs> these are, by the way, like these are all franchises. I'm like, yeah, you know, like I, I get it, you know, but uh, I, 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 if we covered, if we covered turtles, it wouldn't do very well. If we cover transformers, I, you know, if you, if you want to do turtles and you're willing to go in a little deep with it, we did there's... the first volume of turtles and it did okay. very well, but uh, yeah, the end point you want to get to with turtles and you yeah. can call it good, right? Issue 50 is the death of shredder. Okay. So you could do one through 50 and it's what everyone expects. That's fair. Okay. 51 to 100 is like those weird, crazy, like other things that were created, like the mystical things and all that Uh stuff. uh Okay. And then that's when Eastman left and everyone has been shitting on Sophie Campbell's run ever since. Yes. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just telling you where it is. Like we, I finished my run at 50 with the death of shredder and I was like, and that's it. I'm not doing turtles anymore. Like, yeah, here's a shredder beginning. To ending, An ending done right right <laughs> okay cool and no one knows the other enemies they only know shredder so that's true. this is all i need <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair because all right i'll tell you right now volume one does great volume two is a little lackluster but then you're going to start going into city at war where yeah. shredder brainwashes leo and that's just amazing mm. and then you're going to go through like one or two more lackluster kind of stories and then you start going into the kang war or krang war krang war yeah and that's where the death of Donatello happened. So you're uh, going to have clickbait up until Shredder. Right. Okay. And then it's kind of like, it, there's not a lot of clickbait that happens after that. So. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Greg says, happy to talk about it with you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Just send me all the turtles. I do. I'm very excited. I did. I did end up getting the reprint of the original run the eastman layered like 80s oh i got that upstairs yeah I it's the big it. one i don't know if you bought it or you got it gifted but i bought, I bought it. it okay because i have the turtle all those amazing volumes of the turtles and then i put that one at the front of it I was like, yeah oh. yeah because that's the beginning that's uh we've i've thought about doing that i'm like we should cover just the original turtles because it's it yep. gets it goes off the rails almost immediately yep um, okay, so then I don't need to ask you to read Transformers. We'll talk about the finale of Arc 1 next week. Yeah, let's talk about the topics Dan did all this work getting us. Okay, yes, let's, let's do it. Uh, all right, so news-wise, 
James Gunn talks about Peace Walker, Peace Walker, Peacemaker Peace being brought into the main canon since it's technically a part of the old DCEU, stating, I have a way in. It won't be confusing. He's okay. halfway through writing Peacemaker season two, but multiple cast members from the show will appear in upcoming series about Amanda Waller. I, we all knew he was going to bring in Peacemaker. There's no yeah. way he wasn't. And it's going to be yeah. something as simple as like Peacemaker walks out the house and the world changes around him. And he's like, oh, all right. And that's I it. Mean, like, maybe. I I, I don't know if Peacemaker translates to being like a multiversal traveler, but I... I, I no, I, I'm saying that the world's going to warp, warp, warp around him and he's not right. even going to acknowledge it. He's just going to keep mean, going. I think uh, if James Gunn has a has an idea, if he's willing to admit, I've got a concept here, I trust him. Do it. But he says it won't even be confusing, which is why I'm like, okay. That's, I'm like, really? Good luck. Like, I, I, I think he's so. going to have Peacemaker get transported over, like kidnapped and brought to the other universe. And then. No, I don't, I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to be like, I think it'll open with like Earth 2. It'll just like, say what planet he's on this whole time. Yeah. Because by having the multiverse, you can have some characters reoccur. We could have Waller come back and things like that. But. They're, they're, they're doing a Waller show. So it's like, yeah. and it's starring that universe's Waller. I mean, they could say that she's the Waller of the new universe, but what? Waller could be multiversal. Yes. Waller she could, could be I mean, the reason. It depends. Does I don't know what comes out first, Waller or Peacemaker. Because if they establish like Waller has a Deadpool-esque time wa- or multiversal watch thing. Yeah. Then we're like, now we got something. We'll see. But even then, I think that's too esoteric for the audience. I don't think that the audience is, is is interested. I mean, like, I think that if you start saying multiverse to the audience today, they're gonna be like, get the hell out of here. I well, I don't even think they're gonna mention the multiverse, but they do need to move over. Uh, according to Dan from behind the scenes, he thinks that Waller is before season two. I think that is confirmed. So yeah, I mean, I, like, I think Waller's could... in production in season two of Peacemakers being written. So yeah, so I'm like, I think you could definitely set up like Waller has access to or knowledge of the multiverse. And so she's like, and she, or, or she has like, uh, the universe is going to end. We need to leave, you know, like the, so the whole plot of Waller is like, she's going to bring together like a task force that is all facilitating her sliding into another reality. (laughs) Um, all right. Next up, we got Marvel is going to be releasing a documentary about the filming of echo. Do we care? I mean, like, okay. So I never watched those things. I could no. I mean, like, here's, I, I think that good for them. I am going to watch echo which is something I swore I wouldn't do when they first launched Echo uh, because I was like, why? But now that it's going to be hard R or the very least mature rated, Daredevil's going to be in it. They're st- pulling the Kingpin thing along. They're going to use this show as a like, as like a foundation for the street level Marvel universe. Like I'm in that said, Disney makes very well polished, inauthentic documentaries. Yep. Where like everybody got along, everything worked out, everything is ch- everything's hunky dory. That ain't the kind of documentary I'm here to watch. No, no not I, like, I want to see all the shit behind the scenes. I want to hear yeah. Jared Leto gave a rat to Margot Robbie because he was trying to be in character. Right? Like you know. I want to see the documentary that they effing paid for and filmed of the making of the Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> because they made that as a Empire of the Sun or whatever the hell movie they were making before that. Uh, Kingdom Under the Sun, doesn't matter. Point is, there was another movie before Emperor's New Groove. They made a whole documentary about the falling apart of that movie and the new development of this other movie that is not that movie. Release that, you cowards. Like, But Disney it, can't let you see through the cracks. That's the right, thing. Then, then what is the point of a documentary? A documentary I mean, look is... At how, look at how quick, re- yeah. regardless of what happened with Jonathan Majors, 
Look at how quick they were. They were like, oh, we're done. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> look, look at how quick they removed James Gunn. And then right. apologize because they realized that was a mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was any, any kink in the armor, they're out. You're out. Oh, Get yeah. out of here. No, completely. It's it's pathetic and uh, and frustrating. And I'm not here to watch that. Like a documentary with no stakes, with no blemishes, with no with no seams is a promotional video. Mm-hmm. That is a commercial. Are we watching Echo in time for next week so we can review it on Monday? I d- it'll depend. I I'm not gonna watch the whole damn show. It's six. Go, it was only six episodes. I thought. I know, but like, it, it, they're not gonna be ten minutes. You know, they're gonna be an okay. hour. Yeah. Like, I don't have we'll, to see, we'll, we'll talk about however many we can both get in. You know, <laughs> when did when did Netflix launch their Defenders shows? Like when did like Daredevil come out? <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, I'm just like it ain't 2015 anymore, man. We can't just like sit down and watch all of. Well, Echo comes out tonight, so we have a week. Yeah, I know, but I got I got I got work. <laughs> I still edit my shows. What I'm, if it's I, good? What if it's good? I mean, I mean, look, it's it's good or bad. Time is still linear. <laughs> I still gotta watch it. I gotta okay, sit okay. down and I gotta watch we'll, it. We'll talk as many of, as what we both got through by Monday. Okay. What's that, what's that game that came out where you, you know Huston's gonna be like, I watched it all while on my trip. I don't know. I don't know what the hell Huston does. You know what I mean? That that kid's got time. He's got no time. He's 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 on the moon. You know whatever. Like you know you can't trust. Him. <laughs> I'm he's gonna let him know that's what you think of him. <laughs> he's Please, on the moon. yes. I'm sure he'll take it take it as a compliment. But like, uh, what what's that game that came out that's like uh, it's very it's. Uh, you're 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 in a scrapyard. You're collecting like hunks of metal for an unseen company. Oh, lethal company. Yeah, I'm playing Lethal Company now. I don't have time for Echo. Wait, you are? Yeah. Oh my God, Sal, Sal, we need to do a round of Lethal Company, you and me. I'll do one round. Okay, one round. <laughs> this is how much time I have. Okay, you know, I'm playing Lethal Company. I want to play I... Lethal Company with you. Yeah, we don't have to film it, and if we do, it'd be amazing for the channel. Oh, no, we'll record, no we're, we can record one uh, around a lethal company, but uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. If you're we playing can't... games, we gotta film it. Like, I know, right? I I am, but uh, but I can't play tonight. I'm playing with Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> it's a four player game. I I know, but I I got you know she's she has off uh, tomorrow, so we're gonna right, right, spend yeah. time. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, let's move on to our next but echo. Yeah, echo. Uh, yeah, I don't care. I don't care about this documentary. No, I, I, I don't care, but I but make me care. We'll find out. Okay. Uh, for the 40th anniversary, IDW has announced that they are renewing the license for the... the, the they're basically keeping Turtles. Yeah, good for Which, them. Look, IDW ain't doing so hot lately. Uh, no. uh And I think... Here's, here's my opinion. They lost Transformers. <sighs> they lost G.I. Joe. Yep. They lost all the Hasbro licenses. Yeah. They only have turtles as like they, they got other books, but turtles is really the only thing they got that's big. Yeah, it's it's they're not biggest... going to let that go. <laughs> I mean, it's not a, it's not up to them. You know what I mean? Like they, they gotta they gotta convince you know the turtle like Nickelodeon, I guess, to let them keep the license. And, I, and I'm happy to see that they did because yeah, uh, you know I think that IDW publishes very good books. They have a great reputation for quality of the printing and the publishing of those books. Like those turtles hardcovers are so great and I would hate to see them go the way of the Dodo. I don't necessarily want to see like image, get them and then have them fold the turtles into the, into the Energon universe. You know what I mean? Like that's my only complaint with skybound owning the turtle, the transformers right now. Cause it's being rolled into GI Joe Joe. and the one that Kirkman made. What is that one? Yes. uh, Void rivals. Yeah. So like they're they're turning it into like a crossover element, not yeah, it's a universe. Yeah, that's my only complaint. I like the Transformers just being 
Here. I think I mean Transformers. You can read Transformers as its own thing because it's a it's a Daniel. Well, so far, yeah. So far, you yeah. can. So. Yeah, I think when I think I I wonder how long doublers are beyond that book because like he doesn't need to be part of like a universe anymore. Like Danny Warren Johnson could just make stuff, you know, do a power bomb was like, here's this and it's mine. And people right. loved it. And it sold good. You know, his, his wonder woman dead earth was like, it's a wonder woman story, but it's like, it's his, you know, it's like, it's yeah. a black label book. Um, but yeah, man, I, uh, I'm gl- I'm happy for IDW. Open the third issue. I don't think. Duke yeah, showed up. yeah. Yeah. Well, Duke should, if Duke showed up in the third issue, I didn't see it. Maybe I didn't. Okay, I didn't either. It would have been a background thing then. I also didn't read it. I don't think I read the third issue. I read but, the third. Uh, I thought I did. No. I read issue two. But um, anyway, uh, IDW has made some great stuff, by the way. I should say, like, um, there, there's a there's a great G. Willow Wilson book called The Hunger and the Dusk. If you like WoW, like World of Warcraft, if you like uh, fantasy, if you if you liked Rat Queens, you might love Hunger and the Dusk. That's another great uh, IDW series. Um, Scott Snyder has an IDW book. That's really, really cool. It's like, if you like horror his uh his dark spaces line is great okay i've like um, said they have other things i didn't want to make they it do, sound they like do they do oh no but portals. like but that's the thing is like no one is like hyped for dark spaces dungeon yeah or if they are it's because they're aware of it thanks to idw's like relevance thanks to turtles um yeah no it's a good idea to keep them i'm glad they have it i i hope my hope is because uh, oh the other thing I think IDW probably achieved that license renewal thanks to Last Ronin. Last Ronin. Oh yeah, got, well, Last Ronin too. They got a game in the works right now and video like that. game sequel prequel. You know, it's huge. The sequel's out. The statues. prequel already came out as yeah. the origins of it. And now they're doing the sequel. None of it's going to hit the levels of the original Last Ronin. But... No, no. But it, but it, it'll 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 allow for turtles to keep being. You know, part I want to say we can talk about Last Ronin in full at this point. It's been long enough. I want to say props to them for ending last Ronin killing yes. Mikey and ending it. Cause you got with how popular that got, they could have very easily been like, and now Mikey's working with the new turtles and, and like well, keep, the, kept that going. Honestly, I would have been okay with it because of the spirit of the book. Last Ronin is clearly cause like Eastman and Laird were inspired by Frank Miller when they made the turtles in the first place. And one of Frank Miller's most recognizable works is the dark Knight returns. Last Ronin was a concept that was originally invented by Eastman and Laird way back in the day. Seeing them carry it over and make this book that's like a, a big throwback homage to Frank Miller books. The ending of Dark Knight Returns, Batman doesn't die. Like he pretends to die and then leads the charge for an inevitable sequel that we thought we'd never get and hoped thanks to yeah. seeing them. But Last Ronin could have ended with Mikey being like, I died. And you're like, yeah. And then like a heart monitor is like, beep. And then he's like, oh, this could be a good life. Good enough. And like, it's Mikey with the little, with new turtles. You yeah. could have easily done that, that route could have also, I mean, you could have easily either. done it. I do no, like I, the last panel on that where he gets to be with the family again. I yeah, no, great. that is so, it's so beautiful. It's so sad. No, it's mad props to them for the, for ending it. You're absolutely right. Your, your point about them ending it. It's like, it's amazing the amount of restraint they had to be like, we're going to end it. We can still do a sequel, and we will, but here's here's, but here's the last done. Ronin. Yeah. Mike, the, the real the, the, the last Turtles Ronin route. is gone. Exactly. I'm in. Like, that's cool. And I hope that we see more like new turtle stuff. Like, I, I think it's time for a reboot. You know, like, you no, know. I agree with you on that. At this point, the, tr- the comic line has gone on long enough that people like me who have read a book, good chunk of it, we've dropped off. 
yeah. regardless of liking or hating Sophie Campbell's run and, you know, being another 50 issues yeah. and what she did with it, it doesn't matter. I already dropped off before that even happened because they did all this significant shit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's basically it. Yeah, no. And I, I'm not saying like it has to be, uh, you know, Shredder again, or it has to be like Crank. I say do Shredder again, but don't go right to Shredder. Yeah, like, the, like 50 the issues did. you get to Shredder in this. In the movie, yeah, just do, do other the Turtles universe is vast. You don't have to go straight to the we don't need the mutant animals again. We don't need Baxter again. We don't need Shredder again. Try something new and, and it'll be a huge reveal when those guys show up again. Yeah, absolutely. But uh yeah, I think if IDW is smart, like you know, last run will be the good foot in the door, but like new turtle like uh, new, new, like reboot of the turtles new writer exciting to the group of people you know really cool hip art i mean honestly you know i i don't want to pull him away from it but if idw wanted to do a six issue mini series of an original graphic novel by daniel warren johnson of the turtles i would give them a hundred dollars for that book <laughs> just saying daniel warren johnson's ninja turtles that's it just g-dubs and mike spicer turtles oversized edition Whatever they want to do. He has right. $100. Let's move forward because we're actually way over time. I mean, we that's are, what happens yeah. when we take three weeks off. But we got two that's last true. topics. I'm going to skip over a couple of these. That the really show has only been us. an hour, by the way. Technically, we've only been doing it for, for just a, under an hour. We're, we're just good. hitting the mile. And I know these that's next true. two topics are not going to be short. That's why I'm like, let's move okay, forward. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, they have officially announced Mandalorian and Grogu getting a movie. Wow. I Honestly, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. It's such a great show. And I feel like it's already run a good course with it. Yeah, the movie's just gonna feel like one of those tacked on movies that gets tacked onto a show. It's not, it won't feel like an authentic movie to me because I think you're like, right. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Like when when you're watching a show you love and they come out with that made for TV movie. This will not be made for TV. No, but no. you know what I'm talking. The movie just feels awkward because they they want to make it so you don't have to watch the show. Yeah, and that means that they're gonna make it not really tie too strongly into. Yeah. I mean, and it looks like it's going to be a replacement for Mando season four. Yeah. I was so, I, the best new Star Wars for me when they launched this initiative was Mando season one. Oh, straight first, up. First season two episodes. Two season two is not as good. Season two feels like they were trying to backdoor pilot a dozen ideas. Season two is the Dave Filoni hour with Dave Filoni. And, and also character. technically season two is as like, you got to think they did, they did, they did season one. Boba Fett, they did, they did Boba Fett, where he was kind of in that. Yeah. Yeah. Where he, did he show up at Ahsoka? I still haven't seen Ahsoka. He is, I have, I quit Ahsoka after one episode. Okay, I think, so, but I don't think Mando's in Ahsoka. Okay. I hope not. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just, it turns into Mando's in every Disney plus Star Wars show. He's just, I, I, I understand why they would do that, but like, I also don't want that. I, I do, I love Mando. I love his relationship with Grogu. I love the the element. I, I love that he did a better Boba Fett show than Boba Fett in the first season. I uh, I would have if if there'd only been one season, I would have been like, hell yes, I'm in. Yeah. After season two and knowing that Dave Filoni is basically like their go to like number one guy. I mean, I heard rumors that he's replacing Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, but I've heard that it's too. Still, it's still rumors, but yeah. But I mean, like, even if they didn't, like, Dave's influence is so vast and strong. I, I'm like, I'm not here for Ahsoka. I'm not here for prequel apologies. I, I'm not here for that. I'm here for Mando going on fun jobs, like deep cut Star Wars references. Yeah. You know, like chat brings up an interesting point that I, I think is a good way to look at this. Pedro Pascal has gotten crazily popular in his schedule. Well, he hasn't even been the Mandalorian for a season and a half. 
quit. What do you mean? He he is not physically on set. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he, him doing voiceover, he will do it. But what I'm saying is, is, is two things. One, his schedule is probably packed, which is why they decided to go movie route. True. And two, the cost of him has probably gone way up. No, no doubt. Yeah. Like he's. I mean, he went from being like, yeah, you knew who he was, and it was a cool casting, but yeah. he wasn't huge. No. Now he's huge. <laughs> now he's huge. No, no. Now he's in. Now he might be Reed Richards. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, dude, as much as you want to fart on that, I, I like horrible. his acting, and I. I, I feel like acting. he could do it. The question is, what direction are they going to give him to ruin it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I don't want to see that. I don't, that's not Reed Richards. Pedro Pascal's great, and he ain't Reed Richards. Sorry. Uh, but I do. Well, John Krasinski doesn't want to do it, so. I don't want John Krasinski. <laughs> but, all right, the other topic we have is that, <laughs> Sal, did you know that a DC animated movie Ninja dropped today? <laughs> <laughs> I heard about it today on this show. Uh, for those who don't know, Crisis on Infinite Earths came out today. I saw clips and I thought it was teasers. Yeah, me too. I thought it was promotion. Yeah. No, it's the movie. Um, and to co- go with that, James Gunn confirms that it is not tied to the DCU, which makes sense why this Tomorrowverse is ending so early. Yeah. Because, like, they're just not going to tie it in. So just get rid of it and do the new one. But I'm like, what? What? It's its own universe. I mean, just I let feel- it be. I want to rant and rave about how bad DC's marketing department is again. Yeah. But I feel like I do it once a month. <laughs> they do give you a lot of opportunities. <laughs> I mean, it's like once a month, I'm bitching about DC just not telling people this shit exists. D- yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. No, I know. Great. I know people in the industry watch this show. Why yeah. do you give me ammo every month? Maybe they're mad, or maybe this could be retaliation for essentially James Gunn rendering every project before his launch of Creature Commandos irrelevant. I, I, that's what I thought because this has to be the most minimal amount of like, at least with the other ones, if you were in the right niche, you would get some kind of promotion. You'd know, right? I feel like this is kind of like Aquaman, where there was no red carpet, barely any promotion, and they just kind of put it out to die. Yes. And I feel like that's what they do with this. Like, just wrap up all the projects. James Gunn has taken over, and it's over. Yeah. Just wrap them up, put them out to die. That's absolutely what this is. This is just like, just, just, like, if we, it, it looks bad to shelve it for tax purposes, and we don't want to give the government any more ammunition for ruining, like, you know, for, 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 for suing us. Uh, so let's just release it and see what people, like, you know, just put it out. The Tomorrowverse has its fans. I don't mind yes. it. I don't think it's nearly as good as the previous one they did based on the New 52. Mm. But it's still good, and there is a fandom for it. So it's not like, oh, no one will ever watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did see a review on it that said it's basically a Flash movie. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to watch it. Maybe, yeah. maybe. So I need you to find time to watch all of Echo right. and this, and this uh, hour and a half movie. movie. Yep. And the, then the, also, the, let's go finish Ahsoka and throw that in there, too. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, I will not finish Ahsoka. <laughs> I just won't. So, um, yeah. But I will watch another season of Andor. Okay. I, I, I keep meaning to go watch Ahsoka, but I just don't. Yeah, I just couldn't care less. <laughs> All right. I've seen it. I, I watched it. I was like, no. I, I Literally, I, uh, one of our colleagues watched all of it for his show, and I was like, and he's like, I watched all of Ahsoka. And I go, how many times did Ahsoka walk into a room, say nothing, and then cross her arms? 
<laughs> Say something vague and uncommitted and then leave. And he's like, every single episode, she does it twice. And I'm like, yeah. Now that is the, and, and, and Rosario Dawson's a great actor. That's bad direction. Well, it's the problem with Ahsoka is they put her into this place where she's between everything. Right. And that's where the fans like her. So it's one of those situations of she can't move forward. And I, I, I haven't watched it, so I don't know if it ends with her finally making the decision what she's yeah. doing. And chat, you can tell me if she finally makes the decision, it's fine. But I feel like that, that's just feel like that's where Ahsoka's ended up. Like yeah. everyone likes uh, her as this gray Jedi that was never called a gray Jedi. Yeah. At this point, for the love of God, make your effing new Star Wars trilogy. Ahsoka saves the Star Wars universe. Like just, just, just so we can get to a point of finality. You know, yeah. Ahsoka is in charge of the Rebel Alliance or whatever the hell the new government's called, and she fights the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like that's your whole movie. It's a it's three, three movies. She makes a couple friends. They all get together. It's it's the new Star Wars trilogy is is all of Filoni's favorite effing characters, and they all form a, a, an Avengers team. And they fight the bad guy, the biggest bad guy that's ever bad guyed. So we can actually, <laughs> instead of all these like minimal, like, you know, here's a show that's like feels important, but it couldn't be because the budget isn't big enough and we don't have a movie trilogy and, and they're going to be separate. Like, no, just commit, you know, yeah. commit to the guy. I like Ahsoka as a character. I do. And I, I, that's I, ever, why I want to watch it, but I've never met anybody who doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I've literally I never Ahsoka's met anyone great... who doesn't but... like Ahsoka. I think my brother doesn't like Ahsoka as a character, but oh, he still watches uh, the show. I would never say I don't like Ahsoka out loud, lest I be like punched <laughs> in the nuts by some lunatic. At well, a I mean, Comic-Con. that's the Star Wars fandom. Yeah. Uh, last thing I'm going to bring up, since we've gone over a little bit, just I want to get your opinions. Sure, they yeah. announced the next Star Wars movie. We talked about it briefly yesterday. Oh, yeah, the Ray movie. No. Ray movie. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, good luck with that. I I agree. I actually didn't mind Ray as a character. Um, I loved Ray. Oh, I thought Ray was fun. A lot of the issues that were that that everyone had with Ray could have easily been dismissed with single lines in the movie, and I feel like that's the mistake. They were yep. trying to rush her to an ending without even yep. saying something like, "And she trained." Done. Yeah, they rushed Ray. They they Ray is a casualty of all of the bad decisions that were made in those movies. Yeah, exactly. So, but I I don't think we should do a Ray movie. I don't think we should do anything tied to anything that happened in the sequels trilogy. I think you should start a Star Wars trilogy from scratch with a new character and just start it over. Yes. So Dave's already invented like time travel in star Wars. Just undo them. They were a mistake, but yeah. All right. That's all I wanted to bring up. So this is, this is absolute comics. Sal and I get together every Tuesday at 5 PM Eastern to talk about this at twitch.tv slash comic And then it gets uploaded a few days later over to our YouTube channel. Absolutely where it goes out so you guys can join into the conversation. Thank you so much for five years? Five years, I think we're crossing at this point. Yeah, five years of the Absolute Comic Show, which means if you combine it with the five years of the weekly poll, we've been podcasting on a weekly basis for about 10 years, remove the year between the shows. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's incredible. And Tevia has been here the whole time. (laughs) That's, That's very true. Thank you guys so much, and uh, we will see you next week right here.